Thank you, everybody, for uh, tuning back into Big Talk with Big Nate. I got a special guest right here, and it's the first guest of the Daily Goat. It is the legend himself from New York, Keyshawn Evans. Keyshawn, my friend, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, long time no see. Um, I haven't seen you since May. So. Yeah, it's been a long time. Yeah. A lot of uh, a lot of sports stuff has been going on since then. Yeah, yeah. And we are, Keyshawn and I are both, uh, sadly, we are both Knicks and Jets fans. So we're going to get to the Knicks in a little bit. We're talking about the Jets right here. Uh, but, hey, season season's over. Finished 2-14. and 14. The treacherous season is finally done. But we got a lot of draft picks. We got a lot of picks. We'll get into that in a little bit. But let's get to the greatest news that has happened to us regarding the Jets in a long time. The Jets have fired their head coach, Adam Gase. What are your thoughts on this? Because obviously it is, it is huge and it's it just it's amazing. As you just heard, the biggest sigh of relief I've ever had in the past few years. Uh, <laughs> this yeah. has been a um, disaster of the two years. Um, it was a predictable Jets hire. Not predictable, but like we all of us, like all, the entire Jets fan base was really expecting like this outcome, like not a really good situation. Like yeah. for me personally, I tried to like talk myself into it. I remember the first week, I remember um, – Adam Gase with the smelling salts of we um 2019 it was crazy I was hyped we got yeah. the new jerseys and everything like that yeah and I was really excited and I don't know why I tried to type, talk myself into that I knew it was gonna be a disaster but yeah there's greener pastures ahead and I'm sorry to have to be some casualties but you know I just want this franchise to be good <laughs> me too me too yeah like it's uh, I just it's it's really funny I was on Facebook this morning and I saw Facebook memories apparently two years ago today. The Jets hired Adam Gase. Two years ago today. Yep. So two years of our lives. Like it, it, like it's really, really, really funny. Was that, uh, was that Sam Darnold's first season? That was his, no, that was going into a second. Second. Right? Was second. second. Yeah. So I was thinking, okay, Adam Gase. We saw what he did with Peyton Manning. Didn't do anything with uh, with uh, the Dolphins. Peyton Manning wanted Adam Gase. He gave the Jets his. Uh, he, he said, go with Adam Gase or something like that. He's a good man. So I was hoping for the best, but I, I knew it would, just wasn't going to work out. Like Adam Gase was with the Dolphins. We saw what Tannehill did when he left Adam Gase. And it, it just, from the start, it just didn't seem like it was good. And in the first game this season, we got blown out. Everyone was like, fire, fire Adam Gase, fire him. Games are keep on going on. And no, no sign of Adam Gase being fired. And it was just ridiculous. And then... Um, Tom Pelissario or uh, Rappaport broke before last week's game. Jets are going to fire Adam Gase if they lose. And he didn't do anything good. I'm kind of surprised that a lot of the players were vocal about keeping them and whatnot. Of course, they're players. So what else are they going to say? Of course, they're not going to talk bad about their head coach. But I'm sure there's not there isn't one person on that entire team who's sad to see Adam Gase go. Mm -hmm. And you said Frank Gore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. God, he, he he loves using his running backs. No, he just loves using Frank Gore. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because yeah, Kenny and Drake. He talked Ken when Kenny and Drake out of my out of out of Miami. Inka Fitzpatrick. List goes on. So who who is who is your candidate that you really want to see the Jets hire? My perfect candidate. So personally. 
what I want to see is um I don't want to see a coordinator. I mean, like honestly, if it's a coordinator, that'll be okay too. But like, I really want to see like a true head coach type, basically yeah. someone that oversees the offense, defense, special teams. Not one person who specializes in one thing, but like they have they have a little bit of knowledge of everything on the team that's going around. So ideally, I would want Matt Campbell from Iowa State or um, Pat Fitzgerald from um, Northwestern. Okay. And or even Marvin Lewis. No matter how Marvin much Lewis, really. Yeah, Marvin Lewis. You want Marvin Lewis? Uh yes. I know a lot of people hate him personally. Yeah. I like literally, literally everybody in the world. But like once you really see and um just stuff like that, like from weeks ago, actually, I saw from Damian Woody, you know, Ring of Honor Jets player eventually. Um yeah. he was saying that and I saw that the Bengals were basically the laughing stock until Marvin Lewis came and he really pretty much right righted the ship and made them like relevant, not necessarily like good in the playoffs. Like that was, I would say it's one weakness of like finishing the job in playoffs, but like with that, when he was there, like they were making all good moves, like all of their star players were drafted. They're all homegrown. Like we haven't had a homegrown superstar in like how long, right? Since yeah. like the well Revis. Yeah. Maybe even earlier, but like still longer. Like that's what I want to see. Like homegrown developed talent, a CEO type head coach that can like really write the shit. That's I just want this franchise to be stable for like the next 10 to 15 years. Yeah. It's interesting that you bring up Marvin Lewis because looking back on it, he had Carson Palmer and Palmer did really well with uh, Cincinnati. Andy right. Dalton was really good with Cincinnati. Like he's Everyone trashes on him now with uh, Dallas, but he, he's a very underrated quarterback. He has 30,000 pass yards. I do agree, yeah. Former first overall pick. They have A.J. Green. All of those years of, like, Geno Atkins, Michael um, – the NFL player, Michael Jordan. Yeah. Or, or Michael Johnson, one of the two. Uh, Matt Johnson? Yeah. Like, they always had a very good defense, and it was a homegrown defense, as you said. A.J. Green, um, even Tyler Eifert for a little bit. Chad Ozosinko, T.J. Yeah. Um, with the running backs was like um Dylan Ward or something like that, right? Yeah. Or actually the Ward done. Actually, yeah, Ward done, I think. Yeah. But, but and even Giovanni Bernard for a little bit. Yeah. And obviously Joe Mixon. He had him for a little bit. But I just want that stability, really. Yeah. With Adam Gase, there was no stability whatsoever. Yeah. Like Sam Darnold having a bad day, like bad day, like say like three interceptions or something like that, not playing too well. He wouldn't even talk to Sam Darnold on the sideline. He wouldn't even talk to anybody on the sideline. He would just be standing there with his clipboard looking defeated. I don't want to sit out of a head coach. Like, you know, we'll see a head coach that will fight for his players. Like, Matt Campbell, you saw him in that bowl game. That Actually, no, was it? It was the Big Toe Championship where he flipped out on the refs because, like, they got the spot wrong and he was just, like, on yeah. the field, like, losing it. That's what we received from a Jets head coach. Like, I, I really like that um, Woody Johnson – and Joe Douglas are saying that they want to hire, as, as you said, a CEO-type head coach. They want to win. Johnson said that he's sick of losing. Joe Douglas is saying all the right things, too. He's he's, t- he's teaching this – or he's taking this head coaching search as, like, a draft pick, and he's going to very – he's going to really analyze it and try to get the right guy. And at the end of the day, I hope that they hire the right one. Uh, they've already interviewed Brian Dabble, the Bills offensive coordinator, Chiefs offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy. Titans offensive coordinator, Arthur Smith, Colts defensive coordinator, Matt Eberfluss, Rams defensive coordinator, Brandon Staley, uh, Florida head coach, Dan Mullen, who I do not want. 
And Matt Campbell, he's been my top pick too for a while. Yeah. And I, th- I, th- I think, I think interviewed with um, Dan Mullen, honestly, weirdly enough, like I didn't see anything. It was like, just a lot of back and forth. I do know they completed an interview with Marvin Lewis as well. Yep. And they finished one that no one really knew about until today with Joe Brady from the Panthers. Brady. Yeah. Yeah. I just saw that one. Yeah. That's uh. So all of these guys besides Mullen that, that they've interviewed, they all seem like really good guys like Staley, the Ramsey defensive coordinator. Everyone's talking up him about how he could be the next Sean McVay. Obviously he's learning from Sean McVay right now. I agree with you. I want someone that has head coaching experience. That's why I think somebody young from the college ranks, maybe Campbell, uh, maybe Fitzgerald, uh, maybe Lincoln Riley, but obviously I, I don't think he's leaving. Yeah. And no one seems to be really interviewing him. Uh, and, and any of those guys would be good. I I really I really like Dabble. He learned from um, he he worked with I think Bill Belichick for a couple of years in the Patriots. He learned from Nick Saban. I, I think he's going to go to probably the Texans. Really, he, he, he one of their guys, the front office. He worked with him for like ten years. They have good they have a good relationship. I think if they go with the coordinator, I think it's going to be Bieniemy because Deshaun Watson really wants uh, Bieniemy. He likes him. But they haven't interviewed him even. And we saw how what Houston did where they hired Nick Casario as their GM, and he wasn't even one of the guys that Deshaun Watson wanted. Mm-hmm. Uh, and let, let's actually go into that for a little bit. Deshaun Watson, do you think that the Jets could trade for Deshaun Watson? I really do think we have the assets to trade. We do. Like all of the trades I've seen online and stuff like that, I don't think those trades are enough, but like some of them are a good starting point, you know? Yeah. Like, for example, I saw one of the trades. It was, like, Deshaun Watson for, like, the um, our number two pick, our 2021 Seattle pick, and, like, a third and a fifth. Like, I don't think that's clearly enough, but, like, that's where I would pick up the phone. Yeah. It's, it's definitely a start. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, if, if I had two options – if I was able to like draft a QB or like make a trade for Deshaun Watson and still be able to build the roster around him, I think I would I would go with um, Deshaun Watson or at least I would try to entertain it. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now here's here's a big question for you. Would you give Dak Prescott the money that he wants right now for the Jets? What does he want? I, I apparently he wants forty million a year on a five year contract. See, that's a tough one to be honest because. We can then use our second round. Well, no, we we can then use our second overall pick on Devonta Smith, maybe, or trade trade back a little bit, get get a lot of picks and draft Smith. Do we know if Dak Prescott's healthy right now? I think he'll be ready by week one. I I, I think he's gonna miss some of uh, preseason. Yeah, but I, I think he'll be ready by by um, week one. What was the injury? I forgot. Like I think it was a torn ACL. ACL. See, like I personally, like I, my first reaction to is to be like nervous, but like yeah. the way athletes have been recovering from ACL injuries, it's basically like an ankle sprain to them now. How crazy, yeah. that, how crazy that sounds. But like, would I give him the money? Um, not necessarily. I don't think I would. But I know Dallas and Jerry Jones. I I think they give him more than what he wants on so. Yeah. Because he means so much to that team. Like, we've seen with Ezekiel Elliott, people were saying that he fell off now. Like, lost his explosiveness. Like, and he's only 25, which is wild, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah. That, like that team's engine is Dak Prescott. So like I think Jerry Jones would do anything that he can to get him back on that team. Like like everyone was trashing on Mike McCarthy, but he had no quarterback. I think this year you definitely bring back Dak Prescott. You go with McCarthy for another year. You still have Zeke Elliott. Mm-hmm. He had a down year, but you still have Zeke. You have C.D. Lamb. You have Amari Cooper. You have a nice offense, and you see what McCarthy and Dak Prescott can, can do together. And if McCarthy's terrible, they don't go to the playoffs again. If they're 500 or around there, and then you let them go and you're bringing somebody else. Mm-hmm. But the, So the Jets had the second pick in the draft. Mm-hmm. What do you do with that pick? There's so many options. Trade it. Do you keep it? Do you trade a little down? Do you draft a quarterback? Do you draft an offensive lineman? What would you do if you were Joe Douglas in the Jets? If I was Joe Douglas in the Jets, what would I do? Um, personally, at this point, no matter how much I love this jersey and this player hanging up on my yeah, wall. Sam Donald, I love the guy. I think we're going to get a new QB. I'm just not trusting and, like, faithful enough to see, like, to say, like, if this is Sam Donald that we're getting right now, if this is him that, like, we're broken and regressed from Gase, are you willing to pay him $25 million a year? You know, with the franchise tag or his new deal or something like that? Yeah. I'm not. Like, yes, like, I've seen the fan base go back and forth, how, how often I am on Twitter, on, like, oh, whether they should keep Sam Donald or not. Um, no matter how much I love the, the love the guy, like, we're so emotionally attached to him since – we got him at three in 2019, and he wasn't supposed to be there. You and I were there in the draft together. Well, we weren't there in the draft, but we were together. We were watching Avengers Infinity War. We were watching it. That broke. Infinity War. And when that broke out, we both lost our minds. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You were telling me, like, right as we were going to the draft, you were like, Nate, Nate, we got a chance again in Sam Brown. And I was like, Keyshawn, I'm seeing this movie. I'm looking forward to it. Don't tell me anything. We're not going to get him. We're not going to get him. And then you said, and then dur- during the movie, you said, Nate, Baker just went one. I was like, oh, oh, snap. And then boom, Sam Brown to the Jets. And I was like, wow. I would just love, like, for the for team building, like, perspective, like, I would love to, like, be able to trade back and still get our QB at whatever, like, four, like, yeah. seven, something like that. But I say we just get our guy, like, right there at two. Yeah. No matter what. Then we try to build this roster around um, give them offensive weapons as much as possible. Um, get most the most value at picks, and just trust in Joe Douglas that we um, he gets to rights the shit and we yeah. get that coach and we can make the playoffs again. Yeah, everyone's talking about 2022's draft class and now there's so many great quarterbacks. So for me, I'm I'm a little I if you were to tell me today the Jets are keeping Darnold for one more year, they're gonna use that second overall pick on on us on. Penny Sewell, you then have him and Mackay Backton protecting Donald, and you're bringing a new a new head coach. I'd be willing to give that one more year and see how it goes. Because worst case scenario, the Jets have a good pick next year, and we draft a quarterback. Then is it it is it is a much better class than this year's for quarterback. Next, uh, next year's, yeah. Um, I don't know who's in it, but I keep hearing that it's a very good class. Personally, like I've I've been hearing like a lot of difference from you because all I've been hearing was like. Sam Howell is the guy, and that's really it, to be honest, you know? Yeah. Out, of, out of UNC, and I haven't heard much about him either. So, obviously, I'm going to have to, like, look up and research and watch some film on him and stuff like that. 
maybe some highlights if I get sitting around. But um, I still say we should get a quarterback in this class in this class because like all the QB prospects are pretty good, are really good prospects. I understand like we missed out on Trevor Lawrence. Like people were the media is saying, oh, he's a generational talent, you know. Yeah, and the drop off between him and the others, it's kind of big. A lot of people say, but yeah. I love Justin Fields. I like Fields. I love Fields. I love Wilson. I like Trey Lance too, even like a little bit too. I haven't seen yeah. much of Trey Lance besides 2019 and his one game that he played this year. I understand like how other Jets fans would be like, yo, we lost Trevor, Trevor Lawrence and stuff like that. But like, when was the last time really a generational QB has worked out in the NFL? You know? Yeah. Like, Andrew Luck didn't really work out that much. RG3 didn't work out that much. Like Cam Newton did for a little bit. Yeah. Mark Jackson's doing well. Mahomes is doing well, but quarterbacks are really like hit, hit or miss. Like, like there's many busts with them all the time. Yeah. Um, I think to get the best out of quarterbacks, you have to have a good team, around yeah, a them. good system around them, good system, a good, good coaching coach, and good. And in the NFL, I think the coaching matters the most. Yeah. It matters the absolute most. And out of all the major leagues. So like, we have to have the right coach system players around him for him to succeed. Like, like how we see with the Browns, like you see Baker Mayfield and the Browns succeeding because they have a good, they have a good team. They haven't had the good, I haven't, they haven't had a good coach in a while until like this year, but like, what's his name of Stefanski? Yeah. Yeah. Kevin Stefanski. Kevin Stefanski. Like he really made that team like reach its expectations with Baker in the playoffs. And now we get to see how they do and do damage in that playoffs, hopefully, because, you know, Browns fans haven't seen their success in a long time. Yeah. Yeah, I would I would go as far as saying that coaching is probably the best position in the NFL. If you have a really good coach and a good coaching staff, you're going to succeed to some extent. Mm-hmm. And the Jets never had that. Like Rex Ryan, he had two good seasons. Uh, he wasn't all that great. Todd Bowles, defensive guru we're seeing what he's doing now in tampa but didn't really work out and then obviously adam gase that's just don't want ever want to talk about that one again so i feel like after the whole adam gase experiment uh experiment joe douglas wasn't even the guy that hired him yeah joe douglas has been a jam for two years and the, the his first year was like days after the draft they fired mac again right after the draft which made no sense so he's now this is really his first year in a way i would say as a gm where you can now do all the gm things yeah really gms come in and they hire a coaching staff mm-hmm. last year's draft was his first draft and at the time very good very good draft and still could work out really well mm-hmm. they just need a head coach that's going to utilize denzel mims yeah. I, I was i was talking about this on my on my podcast all the time denzel mims who have a game where he has four targets only four targets who catch the ball three times and every reception will be for 15 plus yards you want to know what they do? This is what they exactly do, right? When I basically, yeah. it would, they would use Denzel, Wilm, Denzel Mims, how exactly Fisdale used RJ Barrett. Yes. RJ Barrett and Denzel Mims will be going off in the first half and like doing damage, everything like that. Then the second, then the second half, they just phase them out. Yeah. Every time, every time. And it's annoying. I don't know why they keep doing that, but like, yeah. hopefully we get a staff that will utilize everybody to their, potential so yeah what's his name um marcus spears was on nfl live a few days ago and they were talking about the jets and what they should do with the second pick and he was saying how sam darnold this year really 
had flashes of greatness where he was, he was looking pretty well. And then obviously Adam Gase just would Adam Gase and he just would punt the entire game after the first quarter, second, first half, basically. And so I feel like you bring in a good head coach, one that's actually smart, who's not stupid like Adam Gase, and you just let him run the offense and just do his thing. I feel like that's why I, I'd, I'd be interested in having Darnold back. I, I, I feel like majority of the Jets fan base would be pretty pissed if we went with Darnold again, but I, I'd be okay with giving him one more year with a real head coach and better offense around him, a real running back, maybe a Najee Harris with the, with the Seattle pick 27th overall. Yeah. I, I definitely think that, that they're going to move on. Yeah. Honestly, like if I think if the only way I would want to keep Sam Donald is to, I would still draft the QB at two, then have them have, yeah. have a QB camp battle to see how um, each other performs. And if Sam beats out the QB, um, beats out the rookie, then He'll start until we find that Sandar is not doing well, then we play the rookie. And yeah, I would sure. want to have a rookie QB set for like at least like a couple of games or like a season, you know, so he could like really develop, understand the offense. And like, we saw how Tua did, uh, Jalen Hurts, Tua, Jalen Hurts, uh, Patrick Mahomes to understand, like, you know, possibly one of the greatest QBs all the time, but like, just that example and concept. Of that. Yeah, I just think it's just time to move on. And Jets, they have. Two first round picks. They have was it one second? I think. I think one. I think it's one second. And um, they have two or three thirds. So they they have a they have a lot of picks in the first three rounds. Okay, so to have two first round picks, a second, two thirds, a fourth, two fifths, and a seventh. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The Jets they they have a lot of draft capital. They do. And could they swing a trade? Like I, I was I, I've been spitballing this every now and then, but a team that is ninety million dollars over the salary cap, they are looking to shed salary. Mm-hmm. Uh their quarterback might retire. They have some players in a contract that they could trade. Yeah. The Jets and the Saints match up on a Michael Thomas trade. Michael Thomas. The Jets have seventy million dollars in cap. Could, it could eventually go up and go up to 100 million if they cut a couple of players. If I'm the Jets, I try to, I try to trade Darnold in a in a package for Michael Thomas, or maybe not 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 Darnold because they have Taysom Hill and whatnot. They might want to go with him. But if I'm the Jets, I try to get Michael Thomas. What do you, what do you think about that? Um, I would, I would entertain that in in a package. Yeah. If you send Sandro in a package, yeah, I think that could work out for both yeah. sides. But like, Justin also, Fields, him. That'd be nice. Like honestly, what I've also been seeing a lot too is trading him to the trading to the Falcons for Julio Jones, which is yeah, I've been seeing it a lot. I don't wow. <laughs> like wow. I mean, the same concept too. It's like, hmm, would I do that? Um, maybe. Maybe I'll I'll definitely look, take a phone call on that. Though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like like the the Jets, they have. They have a lot of options this offseason. And Adam Schefter said last weekend, he said that the Jets are going to make a big trade. Rather, it's with the, with the draft pick or with Darnold. But yeah, it's 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 gonna be a, it's gonna be a very interesting offseason for us. Mm-hmm. And with Darnold, I feel like his time has come. I feel like he didn't really. 
I want to say prove his worth because I feel like he just needs a change of system and then he's going to be great. Yeah. But he just – it just didn't work out. Yeah, it didn't. didn't work out. You, you send him off somewhere, like a lower market kind of place. I feel like he can maybe flourish. Maybe Indiana if uh, Philip Rivers retires. Yeah. Maybe Atlanta, as you said, New Orleans. Uh, 49ers if they move on from Jimmy G. If the Cowboys lose Dak, maybe maybe Dallas. So with the second overall pick, you and I, we both agree that that, that should take, take a quarterback. I can't talk today, big kid. <laughs> they should take a quarterback second overall. With the 27th pick that we got in the Jamal Adams trade, what would you take? Would you take a wide receiver? Would you take a running back, Najee Harris? Personally, I think I would either go – well, obviously, I would try to find the most value in the yeah. – but ideally – after getting our QB, whether it's Wilson, Lance, or Fields, I would either say we get our interior offensive lineman, wide receiver, or cornerback. Just because, like, we are also weak at those positions, too. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, we have Bryce Hall, who's shown really good flashes, had really good games. Um, he's developing, like, really good, you know, since he was, like, basically an All-American in his conference. Yeah. In leader in, in leader in interceptions at uh, Virginia, and Bless Austin, like who has been pretty decent for us too. Uh, we just need stronger depth at cornerback. Um, our our from the guard spots, like we might be losing Alex Lewis this year. Uh, GVR, he's been inconsistent, but like some games he'll hold up, some games he won't. But um, in the back of the uh, what's the name, Patrick F Eflin Fline, something like that. He's been like when he has played, he's played really well in in a surprising manner. So like I would take a look at him too. Yeah. But like, yeah, I would just want to strengthen our guard, um, wide receiver or cornerback spots, depending on what we do in free agency as well too. So. Yeah, because Chris Chris Godwin's a free agent potentially. Juju Smith Schuster, I feel like he's gonna go back to Pittsburgh, but yeah, Chris Godwin, if he's a free agent, would you, would you sign Chris Godwin? Yes. I would offer him a contract. I would also offer Allen Robinson a contract. Oh, yeah. I forgot Allen Robinson's a free agent. Yeah. Um, Juju, to me, he just he just feels like he's either a – he's either like a high-end – not, you know, a low to high-end wide receiver two or like a really good slot receiver. Yeah. Like, he's a slot receiver and like a wide receiver in the wide receiver one's body, I feel like. You know? Yeah. So, like – we already have that Jameson Crowder. James Crowder has been really, really good for us. Really underrated. Yeah. And if I can sign one of the receivers and like possibly draft another one, I think we'll be set for receiver position. Yeah. Yeah. Like like this this free agency class, there's a lot of there's a bunch of wide receivers. It's pretty it's a pretty good class. And in a in a market where a lot of teams are looking to shed salary because of COVID and whatnot, they didn't make they didn't make a whole bunch of money. Jets have 70 million as is right now, and it could get up to be around 100 million. So the Jets could be one of the teams right up there with Jacksonville, who's got 100 plus million right now in cap space. Yeah. Jets can really be controlling this market, and it's it's going to be interesting to see what they do again. Because obviously, we they have so many draft picks, they got a lot of money. So 2022 Jets could really look out to be a uh, could be really big on the upswing. Yeah, bounce back a lot. Yeah, I'm just really excited to see what Joe Douglas can really do with um, all that cat space and draft capital. Like, this year, he has no money restrictions. Like, he's leading the ship. This is his show now. Yeah. Uh, 
Woody, Woody, and when yeah, whenever Woody comes back and um, Chris Johnson is still there, um, they're all listening to him. Like they're not gonna be too much influential in like whatever the coaching hire was and stuff like that. So they're just letting, just basically just gonna let Joe Douglas do his thing, which I like to hear a lot. Yeah, just because they have been way too influential, way too influential, um, influential in their hires recently. Adam Gase. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just, I just can't wait to see what this team does in the offseason. Yeah, yeah, it's really exciting. Another one of our New York teams are looking pretty good right now too. The New York Knicks. The New York Knicks. My goodness. Oh, let's let's talk about that. Tom Thibodeau. I was one of the guys that was not on board for Tom Thibodeau being hired, but he yeah, has yeah. proven me wrong. Why not? I just look at what he did with Chicago. He had Butler. He had Joakim Noah in his prime. Derek Rose didn't really do much. Goes to Minnesota, has Butler again, has Carl Anthony Towns, Andrew Wiggins didn't really do much. He's had so many great players around him, it hasn't worked out. But look, he's looking really good now. Yes, um, I feel like he needed to be around a really young team that really needed to be developed as well. Yeah. Um, like his time in Chicago, like yes, he did well. He can, like the Derek Rose injury, like everybody pins out on him for like minutes and stuff like that, but, like, that was really a freak injury. Yeah. So I really don't blame him for that. Um, Minnesota, I think no matter how good Cat or, like, Wiggins could become, they weren't really winners in my eyes. Like, Jimmy Butler was the, like, felt like he was the only one that wanted to win. Like, you heard, like, you heard, I don't know if it was, like, with Philly or Minnesota that he won with second and third stringers in practice in a 5v5. So, like, I feel like that team – or Minnesota is just not like destined to be good just because like they were the way their players are. I don't know if they if I really see them as winners, like Cat especially. Um, but with the Knicks, like he can literally take all those players and cultivate how they how he wants them to be. Like I even in preseason, like we saw him like coach them as so, like as much as he can. And like you see them now, like compared to this year to last year. They play tremendous defense. When was the last time you seen a Knicks team, Knicks team play defense? Never. Maybe before we were born, honestly. Yeah. Actually, you was there. Like, I didn't see that. With <laughs> <laughs> Knicks team that were not good and playing not good defense, like garbage defense every night. So, it is really a good change that we really needed. This is, like, the point where we thought we were going to be in, like, 2018 as yeah. well. It's where um, we get the program running up, um, running good. Uh, I really want us to be like, I don't want to like really talk about them like that, but like the Brooklyn Nets, how they like were coming up, then really we're able to like really go all out for Kyrie and KD. Yeah. So hopefully, like ideally we can be developing, playing hard night in and night out and eventually get that star free agent to come to yeah. us really take over our franchise. Yeah. You remember uh, Pombo, of course, right? Yes, of course. Yeah, Jason of course. Pong, what a guy. Yeah, he's a legend. Yeah, he was he, he was telling me that same thing. He was saying how um the Nets really played really well like two years ago when they proved that they have a good team. They were an eighth seed, they were in the playoffs, and obviously they had they got knocked out, but they 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 proved to be an okay up and coming team. The Knicks are doing that now. Why <laughs> Leonard could be a free agent after the season. So if the Knicks weasel their way into the playoffs or if they're not there, but if they're close and if they play really well, maybe Kawhi will come to New York. 
we wanted to start coming to New York. Hopefully, I mean, we were staying Giannis before, but yeah, kind of extension. So yeah, that would have been nice. Imagine if Giannis was on the next. <laughs> wow. Unreal. Yeah, but yeah, Mitch Robinson. He's he's been playing really well this year. Yeah. Um. See, I got a foul trouble a lot, actually. Which is yeah. Very very important to what we want to see. Um. Surprising efforts from Emmanuel quickly. Like I wasn't expecting this from him. Like being like basically a point guard, like a really good point guard, moving the ball, uh, running the offense. Alfred Payton really surprised me this year because my God, we wanted him gone. And yeah. oh, don't even get me started on Julius Randle, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's he's been he's been phenomenal. I was just about to say. Oh my goodness, I just... <laughs> I want to say all star as a joke, but like. You may never know, like you know, yeah. in if he keeps playing like this, maybe he'll be an all star. So, yeah, he had all that potential coming out of Kentucky a few years ago. His eighth overall pick mm-hmm. never really lived up to the hype, but he's now he's really seems to be tapping into it. He, yeah. He's been pretty good. Like, it's tough for like, I understand, like, it's tough for him since like being drafted to the he got drafted to the Lakers first, right? Yeah, yeah, so him being on the Lakers, like, what's well, kind of like New York, you know. I need to be really good from the get-go. Yeah. Um, him playing in the Pelicans, like, he was also averaging 21-7 and seven there, too. Yeah. So, to really see that coming out and translating what on the people that signed him, they were expecting him to do, which is really good, actually, what we want to see. And basically, he's about to get a triple-double every night, which is really unreal from what we were seeing last year with him spinning in turnovers. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just really excited for the steam. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've been really enjoying it. And we have Obi Toppin is coming back too in a little bit. Obi Toppin, I just want him to be healthy again with that strength yeah. cap. No, it's a tough injury. I've had it. It's not good. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm excited to see him. I'm really happy to see Kevin Knox to really like embrace the role of like he's a spot up shooter, you know? Yeah. He's a really good shooter and I believe that I love his form. I just love his confidence is like are really high right now. And I really love that. It's playing like summer league locks right now. I put like yeah. pretty much primarily shooting, shooting and playmaking. I love that too. Yeah. And uh, Austin Rivers, he had that game recently where, where he wouldn't stop raining threes. Uh, Austin Rivers, we had 14 points in the fourth quarter alone. My goodness. Yeah. We, I yeah, think we lucky. committed a, we committed a crime because how did we get Austin Rivers for three years for $10 million? Please tell me about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's just the COVID market where a lot of these players aren't getting the money that they wanted in all sports. But yeah, I was surprised that he went to the Knicks. Like yeah. apparently Doc was telling him he's Austin wanted to go with him to uh Philly. And he was like, No, 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 go to the Knicks, go to New York, build your build your brand there or something like that. And he's he's, he's been going off. Yeah, I mean like maybe this is the Austin rumors that we're expecting, like all the all the highlight high school highlights of Austin yeah. is what we're talking back about. Back in his Duke days. <laughs> back in his Duke days, the upper go off or go off yeah. right now thing. That buzzer beater against North Carolina. Yeah. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's gonna that's, a, that's a throwback. Yeah. Also, I do want to talk about RJ Barrett. I love RJ. I love RJ too. I am really happy to see like his development as well. Like you see like him becoming more of his, as a playmaker passing okay i remember last year like he wasn't really efficient or um consistent like he was being phased out of offense um, when he had really good nights as well 
And like this year, like he is like the second option because Julie Ra- Julius Randle, I would think, is the first option right now. Yeah. And like just seeing the development of him <coughs> with his free throws, like he's shooting at a higher percentage this year. Um, he's taking the mid range a lot more, like a pull up mid range, like step back mid range. Like when you watch the game, it's kind of incredible to see. Like he's taking more threes. Like we want to see that. Like he's been working on his jump shot and he's been getting good looks like him going strong to the basket that like that's his real game too but um once those shots start to fall man watch out for that league (laughs) are you are you playing uh fantasy basketball this year oh no i can never really i can't keep track of it i cannot okay i'm in i'm in a money league this year Mm -hmm. with uh pombo and so i have mitch robinson on my team yeah and rj barrett so in fantasy, so he's he's a shooting guard. Yeah. Do you know what his um, position rank is of all shooting guards in the league this year? What is it? He's the eleventh. Eleventh. He's the eleventh ranked shooting guard. All right. He has two hundred and fifty-two fantasy points, and he's so his first game he had twenty-two points, then twenty-three, thirty-one, forty-seven, eighteen, thirty-two, with uh, fantasy points. He's 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 been really going off lately. Yeah, he's been coming. And to he's he's finally starting to really. He only had one year last year, so it's not like he's been in the league for a while. So he's still a young guy, obviously. Mm-hmm. And he he didn't have a great year last year, but this year he's finally he's really starting to really click in and just be a really good player. And we know Tom Thibodeau how he loves to work with his point guards, gotcha. Derek Rose. So may, maybe this is something. And I I'm really. I was one of the few people who was like, oh, I don't want Tom Thibodeau. He hasn't done much. He hasn't done great. But I'm really pleasantly surprised. He's really, he's definitely doing what you said. He's managing this team well. He's taking these young guys under his wing and he's helping them to untap, to a tap into their potential. Yeah. I really also give, also, I just want to say that RJ Barrett, I'm the very underrated defender as well. Very underrated. Um, yeah. But I really want to like commend like this front offense that we have now. Like we got rid of, Steve Mills. Yeah. He's been here for years, kind of holding the franchise back. My what a joke that was. Yeah. Um, but Scott Perry, is Scott Perry still there? I think he is. I, I think I think Leon Ross is now just uh he's the team president. Yeah, so Leon Rose, like so he's basically making make making the yeah. uh he's making the shots. Yeah, so like Scott Perry, Leon Rose, like they brought in like all these guys, like who brought in Kenny Payne from Kentucky, like. A yeah. really good and like develop, developmental, like sound, like staff person, and yeah. they brought in uh, Worldwide West. I remember that too. That was a really yeah. good thing when that happened, and people were like, "Yo, he's, Nick's front office is looking pretty good right now," and like that's we're really seeing that coming into fruition now. You know? Yeah. It's just like development is like such a big key with us now since we all made those developmental like staff hires. Um, we're seeing all these like things we wanted to see last year like Kevin Knox confidence is really high like I was saying before uh, RJ Barrett his mid-range is coming um Mitch his IQ is better you know like yeah. maybe quickly he has his floater that he always does that he's been using since college um it just Randall just being like a more complete player that's yeah. just really beautiful to see and it's something that Alfred Payton Alfred Payton playing well surprisingly and nobody yeah, that's like this is all what we really wanted to see and Knicks fans have been like starving for this for like years it's 
Imagine if the Garden was packed right now. Oh yeah, that was so fun. The Bucks game, yo. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh, people would be losing their minds right now. Yeah. So, I'm like just. It's, it's crazy. New York sports. Our team is trying to really bounce back. Oh. The, the Jets, they have they have a lot of that potential. The Knicks are doing it. The Mets, obviously, they're the richest team in the MLB. But with the Knicks, do you think that this success is going to be able to sustain? Um, I I think I want to say it would sustain, but like to be really honest, I I think I would really see us as possibly a seventh or eight seed in the playoffs. We sneak in that way, or even miss the playoffs by a couple games. So mm-hmm. like and just seeing that even us being in a playoff race and missing it like that's such a big improvement from us being the worst team in basketball last year you know yeah and and if we do even do miss the playoffs even with the the lottery how the lottery works now maybe we could like walk into that number one pick that we were always supposed to get you know yeah like i'm not really like wishing for that i mean like i am i want to see that happen but like i'm not really expecting it to happen because like yeah. every time we were supposed to, supposed to have number one pick we never got it yeah I don't know, man. We might have two chances this year with the way Dallas is looking, though. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And I feel like the Knicks this year, I'm not expecting playoffs. I, I, I just feel like as long as they continue to do what they've been doing where they're showing growth, a lot of these players are doing well. Tom Thibodeau continues to coach this team really well. I feel like that's that's all that's all we want right now. Yeah. And especially if we prove to free agency that the Knicks are now a destination. James Dolan was always – everyone was always like James Dolan, no one wants to play for him. But if the front office and if the coach and if the players can just prove to, like, the basketball world that, yes, Dolan's the owner, but we're still a good team, we're just going to attract free agents. And maybe maybe Kawhi will come. Maybe anyone big. I was hoping for Damian Lillard, but he then resigned. Yeah. But – Yeah, honestly, to be honest – I don't really think Dolan's a problem. Like yeah. he doesn't really he's very hands off more people than more than like the medium. The yeah. Like he doesn't really he just signs the checks. He doesn't really touch yeah. the team. He, yeah, like maybe he have like an outburst like with Oakley, that was really bad by the way. But yeah. Like, yeah. Like, maybe like one of those, like once in a blue moon, but like really he hasn't done much. He just sits at the game. Yep. Like so Yeah, he's not he's not hands on. He's he's really what most sports owners are like, where they're hmm. They're always where, where, where like their hands off. They try to stay out of the media, but of course it's James Dolan. It's New York. So he's in the media, mm-hmm. but he lets the front office do his, do their thing. And he's finally hired some good front office people now. And mm-hmm. he's hired a good head coach. So for me, that really proves that he, he wants to be out of the limelight, I think, and, and just let them make the decisions and he just makes money off of the team. Mm-hmm. So Hopefully we can just prove to the basketball world. Maybe get Kawhi. I, I want Kawhi badly. Imagine if Kawhi was on this team right now with RJ Barrett, Julius Randle, Mitch Robinson. I just want anybody. Like I want yeah. people to realize, like it's it, New York. Like it's New York. Like, Players should want to be here. Like I know people are saying, "Oh, LA is same." Like no, LA is not the same thing. They have sixteen championships, and like you're in LA, like cool, like you're in Hollywood, like whatever. Yeah. Brooklyn, like, the biggest oh, sports market. Yeah, you're playing for the big like people say Boston. Yeah, you're you're a hero in Boston, but you're not a hero nationwide. Yeah. Like Brooklyn, they, they've won a bunch of championships lately. Other yeah. than that, it's like no. Yeah, like 
Brooklyn, like no one's gonna really care. like. Yeah, you were in New York, but like no one's gonna like really care. Like gas you up like that, you know? Yeah. Like if you win in New York, and you if you win in New York, and you are like the New York team, you're you're God. You're immortalized. You're immortalized here. Like you yeah. are forever in the limelight as one of the greatest like New York players of all time. Like yeah. You see how Eli Manning is like giant, like whatever Giants are just like Joe Namath, Eli Manning, like. They're forever immortalized here. And yeah. they like people were saying oh, Eli doesn't belong in the Hall of Fame, but people are also really saying that he belongs in the Hall of Fame too. Because like yeah. he done he he won those two rings as a New York New York football player. Yeah. Against one of the biggest dynasties in sports history. Yeah. So like if you Pat- win in New York, you will be immortalized. Yeah. And that's why it's a shame that Patrick Ewing never got there. Because if Patrick Ewing did. Oh, people would be saying he's a top 10 player all time. Like, if he beat, if he beat Jordan, actually, no, I think he did at one point. But like, if he beat Jordan and won against the Rockets that one year, and I don't remember what team it was in the late 90s, but if they would have won, you're in forever in New York history. Oh, yeah. You're forever like the, the greatest Nick player of all time. Yeah. Or just any new player. So I yeah. just want people to realize that and be able to really take on that challenge. That's why I wish Carmelo Anthony that we gave him a better chance. Yeah. To, you know, really play for that ring. But mm-hmm. the best that we got was like the Eastern Conference semis. With Linsanity. With Linsanity as well. Yeah. He got his ring. I'm happy for him. Very happy for him. You see, they're trying to make an NBA comeback after he's playing in China. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I heard about that. Signed with the Warriors G League team. Really? Wow. Uh, Clay Thompson's replacement, maybe. What do you think about the Warriors? Do you think that they're done? To be honest, I don't think they're done necessarily. They, have, they need to be fully healthy first to really like make a decision. Like, maybe... This year will be like a down year, obviously, since Saps is playing with himself, Wiseman, and a bunch of G League guys. Yeah, Kelly Oubre hit a shot, hit a three pointer like two weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I think they're going to be okay. They might get a top pick again this year, but I think they're going to be okay. If Clay comes back, if Clay comes back healthy, they are going to be a playoff team, I feel like. No matter what, that system is very beneficial to any NBA player. But Steph really has to be like that primary that that score that he always that he always could be, but like he didn't really have to be. Like he has to be that guy now. You know? Yeah. So he was really always the guy, but like he is like officially the guy. Like you have to like everybody knows what he's doing now. So like he can't speak about anybody, and he just has to really like. Like the defense is guarding him, like and ready for him, and he's gotta just be like, "I'm the best player," and take yeah. over the. Yeah, and Wiseman's looking pretty good for them too. Yes, Wiseman is looking really good. Like, yeah. he is the modern day big man. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> insane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Jets, everybody, Jets are coming back up. Jets are almost there, doing well. Hopefully, off season gonna be talent. Knicks, Knicks are playing really well. Do they have a shot at the playoffs? You and I hope. But who knows? 
But yeah. So I think that'll I think that'll do it. I think that'll do it for the show. Thank you for coming on, Keyshawn. Oh, anytime. Anytime. Yeah. Day before the draft, leading up for the draft. We definitely got to do something about the Jets. Okay, of course, yeah. Thank you for uh, being on, my guy. Always. Always been a pleasure. Always good to see you. Always thankful to be on your podcast or your radio shows like we were at school. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those are the good days. <laughs> I missed that. Yeah, thank you, my man. Let's uh, let's go next. Let's go Jets, everybody. Let's go.